Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we're back with another episode. K-Dog, what's up? Teresa Duncan, good to hear your voice, my friend. It's all good here in Colorado. How about where you are? It's good. It's nice and warm. Nice. The dogs are enjoying their time out in the yard. Oh, that's true. The cicadas are here. Oh, the cicadas. How lovely. Yes. I say that through gritted teeth because they're very loud. Do they keep you up at night or what, what do the cicadas do? No, they don't keep me up at night. They're just, it's overwhelmingly loud when you step oh. outside, which is, it's fine. It's fine. But they're all over the yard. So thankfully the dogs aren't eating them. Oh, that's good. Oh, little known fact. Let me just start out with this because this is what our listeners expect. Did you know that cicadas pee on you? Did you know that? That is a lovely thought. And I did not know that. Yeah. So I, the local news, they actually showed the cicada peeing and it scared me because it wasn't like a little bit. It was like someone turned on a faucet and I thought, <laughs> I thought this is terrifying. And the, the newscaster actually said, you might think it's raining, but it's probably a cicada. See, that's not how I want to have a, a new segment introduced right there. That's not. No. <laughs> so so wow. I'm just saying, y'all, if you are in cicada country, you might just want to keep some wet wipes nearby. Do you have like a little parasol you take out with, with the dogs or what do you know? Little- a parasol. <laughs> I love it. A parasol. Oh my goodness. Thanks for asking how I'm doing. And there's my cicada story. Well, well, another great thing about Colorado right there is that we don't have cicadas at altitude, apparently. You don't have insects peeing on you from above? Wow. I, I don't. You know, and Teresa, are you ready for this one? Always ready. I, I've missed a couple of your segues. I'm going to throw one out and let's see if you can catch this. All right. You know, a parasol is a version of an umbrella. Did you know that? I did know that. And did you know that there is a TV show that featured umbrellas at the start of it very prominently? Do you remember what that TV show might have been from your younger days, shall we say? Oh, let me think here. Was it one with a catchy song in the I, beginning? You know, and Teresa, I will be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Someone watched the Friends reunion. I did. I did. See, look at us pulling it all together here. And people right now are in their cars just doing the whole get to the point motion. No, they're actually singing the Friends song now. Yeah, there's the earworm we just threw out. So, (laughs) So, yes, I did watch the Friends reunion. Did you happen to catch it? I did not. It's on my list on HBO. It's a very nostalgic time for those who did watch it. I, I watched it a lot. Uh, you know, in my younger days, Dana did not. So having to explain some of the jokes that they talked about in the reunion to her was very interesting. And she looked at me like, that's not funny. But I said, (laughs) you know, if you saw it, it would be. But anyway, but okay. So the Friends reunion, one of the things that stood out to me the most was uh, Matthew Perry, who Mm -hmm. played Chandler Bing in the uh, episode. He was on the show and he didn't seem normal. He didn't seem right, shall we say. And he has dealt with substance abuse and and that's been very well documented. And so everybody jumped to, oh, no, Matthew Perry showed up drunk. Oh, no, he showed up high, whatever theory there was out there. But his agent came out right after the show came on and said, no, 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 folks. He just had had emergency 
dental work done. And oh. that was the reason why he had maybe a puffy face and was slurring some of his words. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? That wasn't discussed before it came out. Like as a, hey, just be warned that this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, hey, heads up, producer. This is, I may trip over a couple of things because the anesthesia is making me foggy. Yeah. I will say that's one of the things that first stood out to me because I was a big Chandler fan. Mm-hmm. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to be that guy, you know, snappy and witty and everything. And But whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, no. Aww. Yeah, so if you've watched the Friends uh, the Friends reunion, you you know what I'm talking about, and, and Teresa, you will know, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. it's very obvious, but I thought it was very interesting that uh, dental work was the reason that this had happened, apparently. Well, and that's not great, because then it makes you think that dental work's going to make you look puffy and out of it and drugged. <laughs> and it's funny you say that, because that was my first thought. My first thought was, oh, okay. And then my second thought was, well, there's another black guy for dentistry right there, because now people are going to go, oh, no, what, what did he have done? And, and we don't know. I've, I have yet to find exactly what he had done. But I'm sure that now people are like, well, I don't want to end up like that. He does have a, a history of the substance abuse. So, I mean, I hate to say it, that seems to me like just a spin story. I mean, was he coordinated? Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that is the case. Maybe because that anesthesia can really affect, like if you get deep cleaning done, you are drooling and droopy and slurring for a while. Yeah. And I know that this was the one time they could get all six of them back in the room together and everything else. And, you know, but still, if you're going to have dental work done, what a bad time to have it done. I tell you what, root canals don't wait for anyone. That's true. It's almost like they have some kind of sensor, like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, time to act up. Hey, here's an idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Your doctor's closed this Friday. Hey, party time, you know? <laughs> well, I am sure beyond the shadow of a doubt that Matthew Perry was thankful that his dentist was there for him. Wow, look at there that. That's fantastic. So I have to ask, was Janice on the reunion? She was. Okay, so for people who don't know, Janice was Chandler Bing's girlfriend or wife? Girlfriend, love interest, yeah. But she had she had the voice. Oh my god. I can't believe it. <laughs> so she she had that voice that cracked me up. I I'm pretty sure Norman did not like it, but I loved the voice, but you can only handle it for what, 10 minutes and then that's it. So so spoiler and if you want to turn it down for about 10 seconds here, just feel free, but so she comes on out of the back. She does the Janice voice. And then all of a sudden she starts talking normal. What? Yeah. You realize that this was a stage voice that she had. She's actually from like California, but transformed into this New Yorker with oh. the accent and everything. And I well, was now just, that's ruined. That's just I know. ruined. See? That's like finding out Gilbert Gottfried's voice is fake. <laughs> Which it's not. It better not be. The parrot from Aladdin is truly that freaky sounding. It's true. Patience, Iago. Patience. I love him. But if I found out he talked like you, it would be like, what? That's too weird. Would it be too sexy? I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) This this voice, you know. Too sexy for this podcast, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So did Brad Pitt make an appearance? Uh, Brad did not. Brad was not on there. Uh, they flashed back to him. There were other celebrities, and I'll, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to give you the, the complete uh, spoiler here. But Well, if he's not on there, I'm not going to look because he, he was a sexy beast, that guy, when he was on. They did a really good job of capturing the essence of the show and giving you the whole, 
behind the scenes look and everything. So if you're a fan of Friends, you're going to like this. If you never watch the show, you're going to go, this is the dumbest thing I've ever watched. <laughs> and, and we had two people just like that on the couch. So it was great. I was going, this, this is cool. And David's like, this is, this is dumb. No. Did you do that? Never mind. You won't get it. You don't understand. That's how I am sometimes with Noah. But you know how you explain something and you're just waiting for them to go, oh, or laugh or something. And they just look at you and blink. And you're like, oh, yeah, see. What about the, the replay of the, the leather pants with the baby powder? Did they replay yes. that? Because yes, that's funny. That I don't funny. care if you've never seen it or not. That's funny. The couch going up the stairs? Yes. See? Pivot. Not humorous? No, that actually was. That okay. actually was uh, the whole, the yelling of pivot uh, randomly, <laughs> you know, yes, absolutely. Let, let's go ahead and segue into the next one. And thank you, Chandler Bing, for providing that. There you so go. do you think that maybe he was near a dentist and that's why he was able to get there quickly? I would bet he was just a shot in the dark. <laughs> shot in the jaw is more like it. Mm. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, the ADA has released some survey statistics, and y'all know we have to bring you statistics. Love a statistic. I will link it, but we're not going to bore you with too many of them. But basically, there's a lot of dentists. <laughs> there's a lot of dentists, and they're working longer and working more in the week and more women, which is great. And And let me just say something very I don't want this taken the wrong way. And I love that there's more women dentists coming out, but we need more males in the dental team workforce because an office full of women is not fun sounding to me on its face. It would have to be a great group of women, but sometimes a group of women together is not a blessed thing. <laughs> You're not going to pull me into this one, Teresa. I see, I see you trying to lasso me here. No, no. I, I'll lasso myself in because let me point out, Kevin, that when you put in something into the fridge and it smells really bad, it will be us women who are going to be really mad about it. Yes. All right? Yes. The temperature wars are a real oh, thing. Now that I've seen in person. You understand yeah. this, I do. right? I've seen it. God forbid somebody on the team wear fake nails because it's going to be the front saying I can have fake nails, the back saying it's against OSHA. I have been in all these conversations and just, yeah. So I really like working with a mix and hopefully that is not going to go away, but lots of women in the workforce increasing. So looks like, let me just read you this one. The percentage of women increased from about 24% uh, in 2010 to 34 and a half percent in 2020. So we're, we're over the one third mark. And yeah. yeah, so, and we're up to 50% now for female dental school graduates. What you think of that? Well, I think that's where the big bump up is coming because we know how massively female oriented the assistance and hygiene and a lot of front office already is. So the bump has to come up from the dental, the dentist side of things, I should say. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't surprise me in a lot of stuff we do at Ignite DDS. We see a lot of young female dentists becoming leaders in ASDA or becoming leaders at their respective schools. And so it doesn't surprise me in the least. Uh, we see this uh, wave of, of uh, a wave of women coming in, which, again, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past. How does the industry respond to a female dominated industry now on the dentist side of things, you know, will instruments start looking different? Will, will the advertising and the marketing start being different knowing that now you have to appeal to the female mindset sometimes. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got instruments that um, traditionally were created for big male paws. I mean, really. Big sausages. Big sausage fingers. <laughs> and now you have these dainty women coming out with, uh, you know, little bitty, little bitty <laughs> hands. Do the drills get lighter? Do the instruments get a little bit, you know, thinner so they don't have to worry about it? Lighter, too, because, you know, people don't think about this, but the weight of some of the, the metal instruments that are out there can be a lot when you're using them all day with the fine motor skills. It's not like you're going to build any Popeye muscles, but the fine motor skills that are required to maneuver, those instruments really do take a toll. I mean, ergonomically. And I'm glad you said that because one thing that I have heard will become more and more of a, a bigger topic uh, is ergonomics. Uh, you know, we already hear about it in dentistry. And I think a lot of times it's like leadership. People kind of roll their eyes and go, okay, yeah, yeah. I know I need to do better at this. I know I need to sit up, whatever it takes. But I think that uh, that's really become a bigger part of things as we move forward with females coming into the industry. For sure. Yeah. No, you got to stretch. You got to stretch your, your wrists, your shoulders, all this kind of stuff. There's, there's a great YouTube channel that I watch um, because I have problems with my shoulder. And they do all sorts of stretches for the regular person. I'll link it. Oh, it's cool. It's two guys that do a physical therapy show. And, and some of their exercises are just so, so simple. You can do them just sitting there and they've helped tremendously. They have a lot of specific finger and wrist exercises. Do you remember about a year ago, I was wearing a brace because I, I was having problems? Yeah. So I found them because of that. And some of the exercises that I had to do, I'd never thought to contort my wrist in such a way, but it really brought relief. So have you ever brought on an ergonomics um, person onto your Dental Assistant Nation podcast? It's been a while. Yeah, for me too. I don't think I ever have. We need to actually uh, do more of that, especially now. And it's funny you say that because I had forgotten about you with the wrist thing, but the last time I saw you in person, that's right, you had one on. It was from, my doctor was convinced it was from me dragging my suitcase through all of the airports and not mm. alternating between wrists and all this kind of stuff. And I just said, well, you know what? I'm going to take a year off then. That'll teach them. And COVID happened, so. <laughs> but it got better. It's much better now. In fact, I don't even have any issues with it. Now it's my shoulder. Now my shoulder's all janky. So back to stats, Kevin, because nobody needs to hear my sob stories. <laughs> the average number of hours dentists work in a week are up from 34.8 10 years ago to 35.7. So people are working more. That doesn't surprise me. Done. Here's something that ties in with your story from last week of the dentist who went back to his hometown. Arkansas has the lowest ratio of dentists, 40.9. Mm. What that means is there's 40.9 dentists per 1,000 people, and the average is 61. So Arkansas has the lowest rate. That ties in perfectly with it does, your actually. dude. Yeah, my dude. If you missed our last podcast, make sure you check it out because we gave kudos to a gentleman who was moving back to his hometown in rural Arkansas to open up the only dental clinic in the entire county. And whenever you shared those numbers with me earlier, one of the things that I thought is how crazy would that number be if you took Little Rock and Bentonville and, and Fort Smith and some of the, I'm going to say metro areas in mm -hmm. Arkansas, took them out of the mix, that that number would plummet uh, if you were just talking the rural areas. Yeah, I wonder if there's counties out there without dentists. I mean, there was one, obviously. There was, yeah. How many counties actually are there in the U.S. that are without dentists? Mm. That's kind of crazy. 
Oh, I was very surprised by this. In 2019, 50% of private practice dentists were the sole dentist in their office. And that's 2019. And the reason I was surprised by I wasn't surprised, but it was nice to read, actually. All you hear now is that DSOs have taken over everything. Right. So if you were to believe all the headlines, then the solo practice is like uh, an endangered species, but still hanging in there at 50%. So help me understand and see if you understand these numbers. Whenever you're talking about a DSO, I know a lot of folks think about the Heartlands, the Aspens, the Pacifics, and as well they should. But a lot of the DSOs we're seeing now are the dental practices forming together to make like a business group. And so I'm wondering if those solo practices might include doctors that are working in tandem with other doctors still. Okay. Yeah, they've got their practice, but maybe they're part of a four-practice group in their area or something like that. I'm curious. So they still might be affiliated, but not necessarily in a big group practice. They're affiliated with each other. Like there's a Longmont dental group, for lack of a better term, but they're still solo practitioners because they practice by themselves. And that would still be smart, though. You still need to do something like that because then you get the leverage of the buying power and all of that. Exactly. I have found that in in our industry, we still don't know how to define DSO group. No. There's still a lot of that floating around. I know when the two big DSO groups, ADSO and then AADGP, or mm-hmm. they still... Oh, and then there's the one that Mark Cooper used to have, but he's not... It's not him anymore. You know who I'm talking about? DEO, maybe? DEO. I have not heard a real solid accepted definition of group versus DSO and all that. Now, DSO is Dental Services Organization, and that really started out doing the admin work, taking the load off, taking care of the business side of it. And now it's morphed into taking over the practice, hiring, staffing, all of it. So I'm still struggling. Like whenever I read anything like this, and this was a very high level article that we'll link for you. To your point, Kevin, I did not know what their parameters were. And had I done that, I would be able to answer you. I don't know what they mean by group. I don't know what they mean by solo. I think it's an ever-changing model, to be honest. And I I think COVID changed that as well. Uh, You know, I I think that a lot of practices are looking at working together more in a post-COVID world than they were before this hit. You know, and I think You know, DSO has such a negative connotation in so many people's minds, and they don't understand, as you were mentioning, you know, it's about building a better business. It's about doing things more easily. It's about having an HR team, you Mm -hmm. know, at at your disposal, things that could really help a business grow. I'd be curious to see what the definitions were of that and how those definitions would change if we're doing this podcast a year from today as well. To your description, if you have a dentist that is a solo practice, but affiliated with other offices, I guess that's a category all in itself. You know, there's solo, then there's solo, but affiliated, then there's, you know, one to three locations. And, and we've been in this industry so long, we've seen all of this evolve. It's still mind boggling that we don't have clear cut definitions. And and I'll give you a real good example, uh, just real quick. So there's a, a practice that I work with in the Denver area that they own three other practices but they've kept the dentist's names on the front of those practices because the patients were already familiar and everything else. The dentist is still there. The team is still there. But what is done behind the scenes is, as you said, the purchasing power, the business side of things. So clinically, nothing has really changed. But business-wise, they've formed 
together to give themselves a little bit more power and a little bit more groupthink, for lack of a better term, whenever it comes to the things that help grow the business. It is really unfortunate that business is business, meaning the fact that you are a solo dentist and you're being a real true entrepreneur, right? But you don't have the purchasing power that an associate that just got out of school that signed up with a DSO, you don't have that same purchasing power. Mm -hmm. It does seem a bit upside down. It does. And, and I think it's something that certainly as we come out of this and we see dentistry really churn back to life with the trade shows and everything else that we're used to seeing, how does it change how the business side interacts with each individual practice? You know, the Pattersons, the Shines, the Benkos, how do they work with these new purchasing power groups that are coming up at a very small level, but still they're making an impact? Well, let's lo- go back to the numbers again and just give you one or two more and then then we will move on. Average age of dentists, uh, about the same, honestly, about 49 years old. Majority of dentists in 2020 were white and Asian, making up 88.2% of the dental workforce. That, I guess, is going to change. We've talked in recent podcasts, earlier podcasts, about how there is more emphasis on getting a diversity into the dental schools. And so we might see that change. But I want to mention that uh, this podcast is 100% white and Asian. How about that? <laughs> you know, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we need to brand that somewhere. Or what. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but okay. We are your average dental podcast. That's what we are. <laughs> that's fantastic. Anything else with these stats? And I will, of course, link them, but anything else that popped out at, at you here? So you mentioned Arkansas had the lowest. Where had the highest? Uh, which state was? Of course, it's Washington, D.C. How about that? Let me tell you why. Well, other than, you know, it's a... Let me tell you why. I got other things to say, but let me tell you why. I think that it has to do with the fact that we have a gazillion federal workers here. I'm suspecting that when they count Washington, they're talking about this, the state itself, which actually a lot of the state, sorry, it's not a state. It's a district. I'm so sorry. You know, all the civics majors out there are just going, what are you talking about? I know. I could hear my dad like in my ear. It's not a state. (laughs) D.C. extends up into, I consider it to be Maryland, but it's still D.C. They have a ton of dentists in this one area. But one other factor that people uh, are always surprised by in my classes is that the D.C. area is actually overinsured, meaning there's a lot of money reimbursement for dental services. And it's because the federal government, they usually have double coverage. And we have a lot of military retirees, so they either have TRICARE or, and then they have Medicare Advantage dental plans. So most people here in this area are actually over dental insured. Interesting. This is a really good area to be a dentist. And one thing too, that I'll just mention real quick, whenever we've had a recession, whenever we've had economic issues, my area does not get hit. We do not see the same effects. You know, like I remember going to an office in Michigan back when I was first starting out and they were devastated out there, right? Come back here and it's like, you know, we're so busy. We got booked out and blah, blah, blah. DC area never, ever feels it, which is good for the DC area. So on that train of thought, then would the number of dentists in say in Arlington or something like that skew what Virginia's numbers might look like? Oh, 100%. Okay. 
Even Richmond, Richmond's not overpopulated, but Northern Virginia is just, you throw a rock and you hit a dentist. <laughs> there you go. You, seriously, it's, it's everywhere. I remember when I was looking to put on a local workshop and I said to Norman, oh, we should just, you know, maybe just drop off a flyer and all that kind of stuff. And I really started to take a look at what was around. I was like, holy cow, they're everywhere, these yeah. dentists. Goes back to our last podcast again, the one dentist in the one county in Arkansas versus the saturation that there is. And I know a lot of it has to do with population and everything else, but it's amazing how dentists cluster together in a Las Vegas or in Arlington or Miami, but they won't go into the rural areas because, you know, the population, the money just isn't there a lot of times. And we talked too about how more dental schools are popping up. So we have Howard, we have VCU, and we have University of Maryland in our area. So, I mean, it just makes sense that dentists are going to land somewhere sure. around those areas when they first come out. Yeah. So we, we have a lot, we have a lot of dentists up here. One thing that I always enjoy about dentists, and you know, I love dentists, you know, I do. I know you do. You know, I love going into the practice, both as a consultant and as a patient. <laughs> it's how I'm going to get in the chair. What is my <laughs> mode of transportation to get into that chair? What do I look like? And I know that that has been a hot, hot topic lately. So hot. I was so happy that you had seen this video, so I didn't have to explain it. It is fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so there was a TikTok video done by, I guess, an assistant. People were saying that it's a dentist, but I guess it's a dental assistant that was doing it. God bless those assistants, I tell you. So here's the thing. Dental humor is weird. And I think only <laughs> dental people can truly understand it. And when you put it out to the masses, yeah, it's not as funny to us or to them as it is to us, which no. is really a shame, like friends. Exactly. <laughs> so what we're talking about, dear listeners, is that there's a dental assistant who put out on TikTok all the ridiculous ways, and I'm saying this in quotes, replicating all the ridiculous ways my patients sit in the dental chair. She goes and models every way that a patient sits in the dental chair that really makes absolutely no sense. And as a former assistant and manager for years and years, I've seen patients do every single one of these moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also the one move that I, I see often is the standing there next to the chair and looking at me helplessly because they don't <laughs> know how to get into the chairs. <laughs> she forgot that one. So basically what this girl does, and I, I definitely will link it. You definitely have to show this to your, to your people because it's a good laugh. There's the scooch. The patient sits towards the bottom of the chair, over the hump of the chair, and then scooches back into the chair. So the scooch is, the scooch, the scooch is just a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word. <laughs> it is. And then there's the roll into the chair where people, they don't necessarily sit down. They kind of roll into the chair. And then the one that used to drive me crazy was the coming in around on the other side of the chair, where obviously there's no openings, but that's how they want to get into the chair. People are just flustered by this. And you're right. I, I know people see it all the time in the dental practice, but those who are going into the practice, that's the only time they're ever in there. They don't even realize that they're doing it. I just don't know why it's, why it's so weird to sit in a chair. And then, oh, the saddle. Kevin, I'm just going to say, I suspect you're a saddle person. How dare you? How dare you? Picture this. The patient comes in and it's, it's of course, it's going to be a man. It's not going to be a woman. Of course. He's going to throw his leg over to the other side. So he's straddling the chair and then he sits his butt down. That's the straddle. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. Then there's the ones. Oh, Kevin. Oh, do it. 
Tell me. This isn't in the video, but there are patients who will kick off their shoes. Yes. If you have a pedicure and if you're wearing socks, clean socks, I have no issues with this. But those are not the ones that kick off their shoes. No, no. They think they're at the spa. (laughs) It's the dude that needs a pedicure. It's the dude that's got like, you know, a black toe. That's who kicks off their shoes. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) The black toe. It's fantastic. So the comments, though, were hilarious, though, because what happened, Kevin and I are bringing this to you, not just because this is funny, but because the reactions from the masses. Yes. They're upset because they feel like they're being roasted. They feel like we're laughing at them. Uh, One comment well, what's the right way then, Ms. Judgmental Dentist, ma'am? The least she could do is demonstrate. That's a good point. The The dental assistant could have demonstrated it. Do you really need to demonstrate how to get in the chair? I mean, I'm just curious. Seriously. I mean, it seems so because people have lost their freaking minds over this. And then uh, let me see. Oh, cool. Now I'll be wondering if my sitting style due to back pain amuses the privileged girl at the office why is she privileged just because she knows how to sit in a dental chair i don't understand because that. she's got knowledge man and i don't wow dental wow. chair privilege a deck privilege is what we're talking about here <laughs> and then <laughs> and then there's the the scooch people were like what is wrong with the scooch people actually like to scooch and i i don't blame them i don't blame them this is where somebody felt like they were getting tricked and they felt let down and this is when people lose Confidence in the dental office, Kevin. Tell me. One lady said, my dental office leaves the armrest up and then I sit down. And then another girl said, I was today years old when I found out the armrest goes up. I assumed it didn't as my dentist never lifted it up. She's been letting me do the scooch since I was a child. Mind blown. (laughs) Whoa. So today, your, your homework, listeners, is to go into the office and find out how your, your patients are sitting in the chair. And if they're normal, then, then you're all good. You're probably using the armrest, right? You got to use that for leverage, I would think, don't you? That's what I thought. But I mean, I, I mean, I never really had a problem. Armrest up, armrest down, you just sit, right? Do we need to talk to dental assistants about <laughs> displaying Here's how you get in the chair, like like uh, they tell you how to open the emergency exits in planes. I'm curious <laughs> now. Do you remember, uh, and some offices still have it. It's not outdated by any means. It's just not common. The cuspidor? Of course. You spit into the bowl. Now, that's confusing. Well, okay, so there you go. A lot of people are like, I don't know what to do with this. The first time we had a cuspidor where you had to, there's no button. You just kind of push the handle, but it's not intuitive. So the patient's just staring. And they're drooling because they're numb and they're afraid to talk to you because they're drooling because they're numb. And they're like trying to find out how to get the water to run. It is confusing, I guess. So is there anything that you're worried about whenever you get in the chair? Am I supposed to be doing this or anything else after your years of dentistry? Or do you feel like you got it all down? Because there's still one thing I've got. I am always having to scooch up because of the, the neck rest. So okay. I get in and I'm comfortable. Yep. And then she's like, can you, can you scoot up a little bit more? And I'm like, come on, man, I'm short. Like, I can't help it. <laughs> but they now have a pillow that they huh? put there and, and she popped that bad boy out. Shout out to Camilla. She popped that bad boy out for my last cleaning. Nice. And I was like, oh, what is this? And she's like, oh, yeah, we've had this. And I'm like, this is my, I've been here for 30 years. Then you've been holding out on me. Yeah. Like, why have I not seen this <laughs> pillow? Other than that, I think I'm pretty confident. Okay. What's your deal? So I get in the chair and then they 
you know, they always move the chair, you know, there's always the chair adjustment. And then I feel like I have to readjust after the chair adjusts. So, uh-huh. you know, so, so maybe I'm a wiggler, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, she, what the dental assistant would call it, but I'll tell you the thing that I have become very self-conscious about when COVID hit, we did the chlorhexidine rinse and, you know, you swish and then you spit it back in the cup. To me, there's just something about, I really am like so cautious about spitting it back in the cup, even though I got the bib on and everything else. I don't know why. There's nothing graceful about that. And and she's sitting there and the hygienist is looking at me like, well, you know, so yeah. <laughs> well, she's seen worse. I mean, she probably <laughs> like chipped a ton of calculus off of somebody right before you. So she's like, <laughs> spit in the cup. I've seen it all. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Mr. Henry? Just do it. <laughs> you know, tap her wristwatch. Come on. Get a moving. <laughs> Yeah, there's, so there's patients who will, when I tell them to close down so that the suction will actually uh-huh. suck, Yes, they're like, what do you mean? To wrap your lips around it and everything? Yeah, yeah. They're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what is, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I needed like the Rosetta Stone to translate this to you, but apparently we think differently, Kevin. Like the airplane card. Seriously, here's how you get out if there's a fire. <laughs> here's how you put your mouth around the suction. Here you go, well, you know. There's no picture of somebody running around screaming on those airport <laughs> cards, which is exactly what I would do. Everybody's so calm. Yeah, Our place right. just crashed, but we're just going to gingerly walk off. And and I'm not taking my suitcase with me. The heck I'm not. I'm just yeah. going to tell you. My whole life is in my laptop. No, thank you. Exactly. And and then you think to yourself, well, if it's a water landing, your laptop's going to get screwed anyways. I have to take it. I mean, can you swim <laughs> like with your arms over your head? Hold it up. Like treading water. She's dehydrated, <laughs> but her computer's fine. <laughs> Wouldn't you take that trade? Let's be honest. You can put an IV. I, I would totally take it. <laughs> so back to this, uh, the reactions on this are really, honestly, I thought they'd be a lot more funny and people would be like, oh, wow, the scooch or whatever. People are not happy with this. They really feel insulted. And I don't think that's what she was going for. Let us know if uh, which one is more common, the saddle the scooch, the roll in, the no entry, which is on the side, or the one that I get, which really was the most common one, which is just, uh, what do I do now? Yeah. That's the latest on the, the TikToks, as the old people would say. <laughs> Those TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> now, Noah was making fun of me because I said something about the COVID. And he's oh, like, wow, that's old people talk, Bob. I got to check the Google. You know, yeah. <laughs> the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Let me sign into my AOL account. <laughs> that is a Now, that is a pointed barb at a very good friend of mine who still uses an AOL account. And I don't understand how he even looks at himself in the mirror. Does, does it have the whole, you know, the noise that it makes whenever you're trying to log on and everything? Yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah, you, you log into, the, it, I guess there's not the big AOL thing anymore. You go directly to the website for the AOL and um, they, they welcome him with a... Does it still you know, say you've got mail? I don't know if it does that, but there's like some sort of big welcome that pops up or something. So last time I was in that office, I was like, are you still really using that? Like get a Gmail at least. Like, I have a Yahoo account. Am I a bad person? No, but you're coming up on there. <laughs> See? It's not like you have a, a Ask Jeeves or a Netscape. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Boy, that's a flashback. For you newbies, there was actually a search engine called Ask Jeeves, which is like the earlier version of Google. But you would ask Jeeves things and he didn't know anything because he was so young in the internet, right? Like he hadn't documented anything. So you'd ask Jeeves something and he would be like, I don't know. 
Am I wrong? You're killing me with this. I forgot about Ask Jeeves. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, on that note, let's wrap up so people can go back to observing the scooches in their office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So oh. any parting words, Kevin? I don't know how I can top scooches and ass Jeeves. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> this has been an episode that, well, you know, every episode seems like we, we wrap up and I go, I didn't expect to go down that road today, but here we are. This is the story of this podcast. So <laughs> it's so funny. I was thinking back to when you and I started this last year and, and we were like, well, we have some free time. And that was before everybody and their brother wanted to do webinars like all day, every day. What do we do? We have all this free time. Oh, let's start a podcast. <laughs> And God bless people are still listening. God bless them for that. <laughs> but honestly, I, I want to say it's been a year since this podcast, about a year. And yeah. I think it's been a real fun road there. Yes. Our listeners are the best. Thank you all for listening. And, and as always, T, it's fun to hang out with you, even if it's uh, through the virtual webs. <laughs> I got to ask Jeez what that virtual webs thing is. <laughs> all right, dear listeners, we love that you spend your time with us. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then. <laughs>